Whenever Jesus uses parables, it usually refers to the kingdom of God. And of course, that's the case this morning. We have two parables. One of the parables is a lot more uh, well-known than the other, but they're both very important uh, parables. The first parable, talking about the kingdom of God, is kind of known as the parable of the patient farmer. And the reason it's known for that is because Jesus says about the kingdom of God is that when you, you plant this, this seed on the land, what does the, what does the farmer do? It would sleep and rise night and day. And through it all, what? The seed would sprout and grow. He knows not how. And of course, if you're a farmer, if you're you're a gardener, you know this to be. You know, planting season probably is over for for the year. But in the spring, of course, you would would plant the, the seed. And then you'd have to wait and wait and wait. Unless you use a lot of miracle grow, but I don't recommend that if you're going to eat the food, by the way, right? But we, we see this uh, with, uh, with, with farmers. And as you know, farmers and gardeners will have to be patient people. You have to give it time. And this is what Jesus is saying about the kingdom of God as well. Give it time. Remember, this is the beginning of, of Mark's gospel. And so he's telling the apostles and everyone else as well, give it time. Be patient. Not just for those, those you know, we're going to have those three years of public ministry, but even after the death and resurrection of Christ, even after Pentecost, give it time. And we always have to let God have time. It's Psalm 90 where it says, you know, a thousand years are but a blink of the night for you, Lord. Right? A thousand years are nothing but a blink of of a day. And that's why we must be patient with God in his time and not our own time. Of course, that's hard for us in our society, especially now. We're kind of in in a way, and we're all guilty of this, right? I need it now. God forbid Amazon gets delayed by one day what am I going to do? And so that's just an example, right? That, that, that immediate gratification or whatever. And sometimes we can fall into that with, with the Lord as well. But we must remember to be patient. And this is what Jesus is saying. He goes on to this more famous parable, because it's more famous because it's both also in Matthew and Luke's gospel as well, about the parable of the mustard seed. But even here, something, and most parables have this kind of thing where it's like, that just doesn't make sense. Jesus says, to what shall we compare the kingdom of God? What parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed. Now before this, all throughout scripture, we actually see that the kingdoms would not be known as a mustard seed, like a mustard seed, but instead would be like the cedars from Lebanon. We hear about this today in our our first uh, uh, reading from Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I too will take from the crest of the cedar, from its topmost branches, tear off a tender shoot. We have it in our responsorial psalm today, Psalm 92. The just one shall flourish like a palm tree, like a cedar of Lebanon shall he grow. And those cedars of Lebanon were not just known to the Israelites, not just known to the Jewish people. All nations around the world would go to Lebanon to get these cedars. Why? Because, well, they're 120 feet tall. 
Uh, so they're tall. Cedars are beautiful. They're strong. And so as you're making your, your palace, if you're making your kingdom, you decorate it with and you build it with these cedars. And yet, Jesus says, to what shall we compare the kingdom of God? It is like a mustard seed. When it is sown in the ground, it is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. And so we know, as Jesus says, that that mustard seed is the smallest of all seeds. If I had a hundred in my hand right now, you couldn't even tell. That's how small mustard seeds are. But Jesus is kind of being nice to mustard plants, by the way. Because a lot of people don't consider them actually to be plants. A lot of people consider mustard plants to be weeds. That's what they are. If you ever planted any mustard seeds in your garden, by the way, what's going to happen is it's going to take over your whole garden. It's just going to spread. That's all that's going to be left are mustard plants. So hopefully you like mustard if you plant them, right? But the reason that, that Jesus is using this analogy is because once when we look at the kingdom of heaven, we look at even the church, how does it start? It starts small. We have 12 apostles at Pentecost, right? The Holy Spirit descending down upon them. That is small. And yet, what happens? Year by year by year by year, the church continues to grow. It continues to spread. And eventually, spreads throughout the whole world. And you can't contain it. How beautiful that is. But even then, we know that a mustard plant is not like a cedar of Lebanon. And that's Jesus saying as well, the kingdom of heaven is not going to be like what the world thinks it's going to be like. The kingdom that's established on earth and in heaven is not what the world thinks. It's not a political party. It's not a political movement. It's not of this world. It looks different. Why? Because God's ways are not our ways. And so we must continue to put our trust in God and say, you know what, I don't understand all the time, or most of the time, by the way, why this is happening. But I know, God, that you are in charge. And I know what I'm called to do is continue with my faith in you. And I know as well that I, that we, must be patient. Be patient with God. His ways are different. He moves a little slower than maybe we'd want sometimes, or all the time, right? But in that as well, we know that God truly has a plan for us, has a plan for the world. Why? Well, he created the world, and he is God, and we are not. And all we need to do is follow his ways, to have that patience and put that trust in him. And when we do that, we know that he will provide those branches for us, those branches that gives us shade, and those branches that we're able to dwell in, dwell eternally with God in heaven.